Hello, hello, and welcome to the African Reform Theology Podcast. I am your host, uh, Sifisam Legem. Uh, in, uh, in this podcast, we discuss theological, cultural, and political issues facing the South African uh, indigenous churches, and we look at these issues from a reform theology perspective. So I would like to welcome you all to uh, to this episode. And um, yeah, it's been a while, and uh, I trust that uh, you're all doing well. God is faithful, and um, yeah, uh, that you um, continue to um, to live for Him and for His glory, and to serve Him, and to serve the saints wherever you are, uh, in your families, and uh, yeah, I uh, trust and hope that God ha- has kept you and is still keeping you in His grace. Uh, for his glory so um welcome back to this episode and um this is again um a continuing of what of where um we left but when we talked about um um sanctification which is again um, a series on the themes of salvation and uh, last uh, episode was a little bit of um, of a surprise. Um, uh, kind of uh, took a different subject, of which again was a passion week, and I I looked to uh, I sought to to talk a little bit about um, the, the crucifixion and how um, the cross of Christ or the crucifixion, um, the death of Christ on the cross can be beneficial and is beneficial uh, for Africans, especially uh, when we consider that for, for many people, you know, Jesus is associated with many things, uh, European uh, colonialism and white people. And for many people, they're like, what does what this uh, Jesus have anything to do with me? You know, he, his death and for, for us as Africans, how can, um, how, how do we as African fit uh, in, in both the passing and, and the crucifixion of Christ and I basically look at the biggest scope uh, of, of the crucifixion of both in fact the life and the crucifixion of, of Jesus Christ is to say he um, was looking beyond his um, uh, kinsmen, his people, uh, Jewish at that time. Um, he was um, aiming to save not just one uh, group of people in one location as if his kingdom can be restricted to one um, location and one uh, people's group rather than he is the king um, of the universe. He is the king of kings. The Bible uh, thoroughly um, 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 calls him that in, in the Old Testament. We see in many ways um, that the one of the Israel mission was to bring this king of kings knowledge to the nations around them. It was to influence the nations around them and um, and in many ways uh, they failed to do that and God forced them into Babylon and even in Babylon one of the aim was to show that um, um, the God of Israel was not just the God of the Jews but was the God of the whole earth, the whole uh, universe. So uh, in that way uh, we look at the crucifixion as to say uh, in that way um, the bigger scope of Jesus' uh, crucifixion also aimed uh, at us as uh, as Africans and therefore we are also included in uh, God's plan of salvation all those who come to faith through him and that include us as Africans as include us as Zulus 
um, as classes, as Ndebele, as, as people group, uh, people groups and, and uh, tribes in uh, in our land in South Africa, even beyond that, uh, we are included in that um, invitation to the gospel to come in faith and repent, uh, in, in repentance and faith to Christ. So, um, uh, but the the episode before that, we had talked about um, uh, the idea or the, or the doctrine of sanctification and we look at uh, both African and uh, Christian faith and, um, and the South African indigenous churches and look at how yeah, in in African or in Christian faith uh, um, sanctification is, is a process through which God um, after we've been declared and made and uh, united to Christ we um uh, we go through a process where we become more and more of what we should be uh, or what we will be uh, in the future glory. And from there, uh, we we saw how um, in, in African religion, all of these all of these ideas, again, they um, they are very much in um, in, in moral persuasion. Whereas in, in in Christian faith, it is the power of the Holy Spirit that we. Uh, can get uh, better and better and holiness, whereas in uh, African religion it's more moral persuasion and all the um, the rites and the rituals that uh, goes along uh, with all of that. And then many of the uh, South African indigenous churches, unfortunately, uh, for the classical um, um, classical indigenous churches, um, those are Zionist stuff, which again we will look at them today uh, of what we were looking at. They do fall short both of, of, of Pentecostal charismatic indigenous churches and the classical indigenous churches do have do have a fault view of sanctification in many ways. Uh, but in uh, in today's episode, we will be talking about one of the subjects that I am so excited about. Um, it is a subject of that um, is pretty much really close to to my heart. I have I have I had read uh, about it in the past, and I was pretty much intrigued by it. And even now, I am still uh, trying to you know to organize my thought around it and to see how really it can be helpful in in my African context. How can this uh, beautiful um, doctrine or uh, teaching um, uh, be helpful in our uh, African um, ministry? Uh, basically, how can it ha- how it can offer hope, a real and meaningful hope for us or for many Africans who are lost in um, in the maze and and the false hopes of um, African uh, traditional religion. And this subject uh, that all the doctors will be talking about today is basically um, clarification. So it's a big word. Um, coming again, the short word is it's, it's, it's glory to be glorified, clarification. Um, so it, um, it, it the, the the full um, um, yeah theme of what we'll be talking about is clarification um, for the beatific vision of God. So now there are a lot of uh, a couple of big words there. Clarification. I've already tried to explain a little bit to be you know to be glorified to be uh, to receive a glorified body. Now that, that 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 mostly simple term to try a, like a better way to simplify it. And uh, to be glorified for the beatific vision of God. So now this is a very, yeah, it's a, a very interesting term. 
beatific vision and i think for many people um have they have never heard of that and all the few they've they've heard of it but i will try to explain it um uh, shortly so but basically um in talking about the beatific or the glorification our glorification for the beatific vision of god we will look at um the christian faith understanding of glorification and um, um, African religion, and then we will consider how um, this uh, doctrine or teaching about glorification um, is understood um, in the um, South African indigenous churches. So as I have, I have just explained, glorification again means sort of a, a new body which is almost deified, kind of made to be a godlike um, nature, not a, a, as nature as, as we exist or as we have today. So we receive a new body that is kind of transposed and transformed in a very radical um, um, way. Um, and that is basically glorification uh, for the beatific vision of God. So the idea of the beatific vision is a, a, very, it's a classic doctrine that is, has been taught throughout, throughout church history. And really one of the reasons why it, when I was reading about it, um, it intrigued me a, a lot was how less it is talked about today. And there, there are couple. There are many reasons uh, for that, and m m yeah, many scholars give many reasons for that. Uh, but basically, it is uh, one of the reasons is how much we have got comfortable in this life, you know, to enjoy all the blessings of the technological innovations and everything that that we have today. That we have kind of lost that side of the of of all the side of God that is that God has promised us. So the beatific vision uh, literally means the 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 view of happiness um so basically is to it is to behold and to see god as the as the word beautiful like beautiful vision again is the sight so it is a sight of god where um we are made to behold um the beauty and and and, and yeah the beauty of god in his glory and and this view is actually the the end goal of of men for example the the the, the uh, from Westminster Shorter Catechism, the when the question is asked, "What is the end goal of man?" and the answer is to enjoy and to enjoy God and glorify Him forever. So, when the question is asked, then uh, on the second point is, "What is the end goal of salvation?" So, the end goal of, of, of salvation is to enjoy and to and to glorify God by beholding Him forever. So, um, for now, uh, Paul wrote that we behold God in the face of Christ again. Uh, Paul continued to say that we we see this view of 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 God in the face of of Christ as in a mirror, so it's not so clear, but they there will come a time where we will see him uh, as he is as uh, according to to the apostle john so the beatific vision basically is basically beholding god and glorification or the doctrine of glorification which comes uh, at the end of um the themes of salvation is basically 
a way in which we are made uh, fit to behold God. We are made fit to uh, to look at God and to, to behold Him um, in His uh, glory and and splendor and beauty. So, um, in in this um, um, end goal uh, of salvation, that what we are saved for, and not only what we are saved for, that what we were made uh, for and to do actually. So we will basically look at uh, the Christian faith first as to how this uh, whole idea is understood um, uh, in the Christian faith. So in, in Christian faith, again, uh, the we can have or we can talk, when we talk about glorification, as I've said, it is the end phase um, of um, the, uh, the themes or the doctrines of, of salvation we've, to- we've talked about. Um, uh, sacrifices we talked about justification and sanctification and all of this there are many other themes that we also didn't talk about such as calling and adoption um, union with Christ and other themes that we didn't that we didn't talk about we only talk about uh, specific themes but in all of these themes and the progress from which we have been elected in God before the eternity we've been called um, to Christ and we've been adopted we've been uh, justified adopted and, and and sanctified and then comes at the end of it all glorification so uh, glorification um, is not something that uh, will happen uh, at death. So um, it's easy for some people to misunderstand glorification as to say it happens when we die. Um, whereas uh, death um, is lead not to glorification, but to what is known in theology as the intermediate uh, intermediate state. So it is a state between um, uh, Christ's second coming and our death. So when we die, um, we go to what Paul says to be in the presence of Christ. Of course, Paul says to be absent uh, in, in the body is to be present with the Lord. So in that regard, um, we will be with the Lord when we die. Um, um, we are we're not yeah, um, uh, instantly uh, glorified, but we are rather drawn into the presence of God. Now, that um, uh, present or partial, if I may say, a partial present or glorification uh, when we are drawn into the presence of the Lord is still a, a, a kind of an, a, an important element of the of the beatific vision, but uh, it is not a full um, beatific vision where we can really, really uh, behold God. Rather, um, it is a state where we wait for other Christians. So um, the glorification, we won't get um, kind of a personal glorification. Rather, the whole church will be glorified at, at one uh, in an instant at once so those who die first Paul will say oh no they, they did not uh, go ahead um, they did not want to head into glorification without us uh, rather uh, they, they were waiting for us uh, then in a twinkling of an eye we'll be called out uh, caught up um, uh, with the Lord so uh, in that understanding glorification is not linked to uh, our death but it is linked to the second coming 
of Christ where he will come in glory uh, and within the same twinkle of an eye will be caught up uh, to him uh, in glory as, as Paul writes. So um, in, in the second coming of Christ that where then we will uh, receive um, the uh, the new bodies and the resurrection and those will be, others will be resurrected to life and others will be resurrected to um, to life uh, as the, um, even the Old Testament um, Daniel uh, prophesied and, and so it in in his prophecies so and that will come all the events of uh, of the end time so but this this is not an an episode about um, the all the eschatological view be amenalism or postmodernism or or, or post tribulation or all of those uh, views but um as a reformed, I am an, an amenalist. So I believe in amenalism in the sense that there is no literal kingdom, but there is a kingdom. Um, it's just not. It's just not literal, and 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 that is what has been believed throughout um, church history, especially from the time of of Augustine, uh, and um, many of the re, uh, reformed confessions even hold um, and um, yeah, yeah, teach this view of of the end time. But again, we're not um, doing. An, an episode on uh, on the on the uh, end times, uh, but um, in the all the events of the end time, the, the, the judgment or the resurrection, the judgment and the new earth and the uh, and the new heaven will all happen at once. Uh, it, these are uh, events that happen uh, all together. There will not be time in between them. Rather, the Bible sees them as as coming of one after another. And, and and not uh, divided uh, into errors or, or, or times. So and now that where the clarification comes, and that the, we will receive those who um who, who are born of God, who are Christians, the church will be glorified, and um as a whole or as the body, the church uh, according to to Paul would be presented uh, to God without uh, blemish, so that it will be glorified. And now indiv- individually, then um all Christians will receive uh, glorified bodies. So it is um, these glorified bodies um, that they um, the, the the what is known in, in the church as the the eternal state will be ushered in. So now Christians will be made uh, ready to to uh, to enter into the eternal place or the internal the eternal uh, state, and uh, the the new heavens and new earth is uh, as John saw in Revelation that where I saw in New Jerusalem uh, coming down and everything was was made new, and therefore the Christians will be then met by by glorification by receiving in new bodies they will be made to behold God uh, forever to behold God in his beauty and um, in that beholding of God um, uh, for example Thomas Aquinas will say we will see all things in the light of God so right now we understand God by things we understand God to be a father by human fathers we understand God to be a king uh, by new human kings but in the eternal state we will ask we will understand all of these things in the light of who god is because we will be seeing the the real uh, deal we'll sing we'll be see uh, we'll be seeing god in um in, in the words of john as he is so um that is the beauty that um or that is the the view of happiness it is the view of happiness that will give us 
all um, of happiness that we are made to accept. And again, um, there are different um, views as to say what exactly we will see, uh, but we will see basically this the essence of God in the face of Christ. And we will see God, as, as, as uh, the Apostle John put it, as he is, again, he is in how in the face of Christ. So we will see all of who God is in the face of Christ. But of course, we cannot see the essence of God in in all it uh, deepness and 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 in tra- transcendental um, state because again we don't have the capacity to to receive that but we will see God according to our capacity to according to what we can see um, uh, in 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 God so um, this is basically um, the end goal of our salvation that what we are saved for and we are looking uh, forward. Uh, to that end goal, and um, this is quite interesting. Now, when we come to uh, to look at the African um, traditional religion as to what um, um, it teaches and believe about the um, the the uh, death and the life after death, and as to what happens uh, after death, uh, basically. So, um, in African uh, religion, there is a, a kind of uh, a cycle of life. Um, now, some theologians w- will disagree with me on this one, um, uh, but John, John, one of the greatest African theologians, John Beatty, for example, he had, um, um, yeah, he, he held to a kind of this view, and I, I think he is correct in the sense that um, Africans see life as to this as. A, a kind of in a cycle, in the cycle, but of course not in um, in a, a traditional cycle of life where, where one is born and reincarnated, or born, live, die, reincarnated, and so forth. But rather in African, one comes from the supreme being as a spirit into life. Is is born? He they live, they die, and then they go back to the same spirit, uh, to be in the same um, spirit. Now um, uh, that. That is basically the cycle or, or the Af- African understanding of cycle of life. So um, uh, from birth to life, the goal is basically is to enjoy life to the fullest, to live um, life to the fullest by again, by being part of a community, by letting community define um, uh, our being and our, uh, our meaning of life. And uh, in all of that, uh, we... Um, uh, Africans have must perform all of these rituals to um, to keep um, the the direction of their lives to what what they want to you know to to be the best uh, of what it can be uh, manipulating the bad spirit pleasing the good spirit pleasing the uh, the ancestors and the supreme being and therefore obtaining the best um, of life so uh, while that is um, from bad to life and uh, then comes the next phase of from death to the op- to the state of, of uh, oblivion 
And uh, now at that, basically in, in between that that and the state of oblivion, basically is to re- it is to return. Or the goal here is to return to uh, being a, a spirit being and uh, to intercede for those that are left behind in his family, clan, uh, and, and even community to intercede for them from um, um, from or to, to intercede for them uh, to uh, to the supreme being. So um, that um, here in the African religion is seen again um, as um, kind of the beginning of a new phase, and I think I think it was the late Chad Boswin from the Black Panther um, who said that you know that for us is not the end, but you know you just uh, go into next phase. So uh, in African um, beliefs and understanding, uh, that um, one is goes or is ushered into the intermediate realm. Uh, which is between uh, the living and the supreme being. So it's not like um, in the Christian faith where uh, when uh, we die and we receive, um, Christ comes and receive new bodies and the, the earth is, is renewed, then we behold God as he who is. Uh, in African religion, um, they... Um, the people, the people who are, who are now spirit beings, cannot see God or the supreme being. Rather, they kind of see or can communicate with uh, with Him, but from a distance, they can see Him. Um, if they can't see him, but they can kind of relate to him uh, better than those who are still living. So therefore, um, since they are closer to him than than the living, they, they can therefore uh, intercede uh, for the for the uh, for the living. So they kind of act like. Um, um, uh, mediators, in a sense, more like Christ, and and this, this is one of the biggest problems uh, when uh, presenting Christ to uh, to uh, to Africans, because it's easy uh, to to understand Christ as um, as that kind of an ancestor who, who, that um, who plays a kind of an ancestor role, uh, and to, even though there are uh, some sort of parallels between the two. Uh, but um, the category upon which Christ is is kind of absolutely different uh, from their ancestors, and um, these can of course be said can be used in a positive way, can but can also be used in a negative way. But in my opinion, I think it's better to kind of not use it at all because it's easy to lead into a confusion. And as we have seen in many um, uh, churches which syncretize or mix African religion and um, Christian faith, it's easy then to to, to, uh, to to replace the ancestors with Jesus Christ or even Jesus Christ with the ancestors or other way around. So it, 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 it in that way, but basically uh, the ancestors now intercede uh, be, between um, uh, the two realms of those of, of the supreme being and uh, those of the living. And these Basically, goes on, um, goes on and on and on and on in, in a perpetual state, up until it reach uh, the the state of um, oblivion. 
So um, the, it, 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 this kind of um, it, this is more a bit of academic now than than um, more than re reality for many Africans. Many Africans don't think that far. Uh, as an African, I have I had never thought that far. And uh, growing up at home, even though I, I grew up in a kind of Christian family, but I had many of other African thinking, and I never came across this idea of um, uh, the ancestors going to the state of of of, of Oblivion, uh, but uh, it, it, they do. They, they apparently do go into that state when they are forgotten, right? So we have so many uh, ancestors that we cannot remember all of them. So when their roles are forgotten, or their um, their impact in the community or in one's clan or family is forgotten, it is kind of assumed that they have went to, into this state of of Oblivion where they just become, you know, the spirit. It. So um, they not necessarily not necessarily that they lose contact with their um, with the living or their family, but there is from the from the side of the living there is almost no no memory and and therefore no connection uh, with with them or at, at least a sort of a direct uh, connection as compared to um, uh, to someone who just died maybe a few years uh, ago. But so um, here we see again um, the, the the contrast and the difference uh, between the two that um, we have in Africa in African religion um, the those those who who have died and and for for a long time they even though I mean they don't see God they, they do somehow uh, relate and connect to him better than those who are living but they still don't but whereas in the Christian faith um, the, the the glorification um, of of uh, of the Christians uh, the receiving a new body in the new state and the new uh, heavens and earth means that they will behold gold forever and they will see him uh, in he who is and receive all sort of um, of joy and happiness uh, from that vision uh, whereas um, in African religion is almost the other way around that um, kind of um, the souls are, are not necessarily as, as instinct but kind of uh, instinct in the sense that of course uh, they are not remembered by the living and therefore the connection with the living become less dynamic than those who um, have um, who, who've passed away uh, recently so um, this uh, represents a, a basic understanding of uh, of of death and and life after that uh, for African um, for African culture and African thinking um, in, in general so um, now we're gonna look shortly at um, of uh, in um, South African indigenous churches so again we have two groups here of South African indigenous churches the uh, we have others who, who, who doesn't fit the, these groups, but uh, the basic one is the classical indigenous churches, um, uh, which includes Zionist churches, the Lechanianis, also known as ZCC, the, the St. John Church, which also known as Ikili or Apostoli, and um, uh, many others, uh, uh, other classical indigenous churches, South African indigenous churches, but also have uh, South African um, Pentecostal charismatic and indigenous churches. And uh, they understand um, the um, the doctrine of glorification or the death and life after that differently. Um, and uh, in in many of the classical um, indigenous churches, they uh, syncretize uh, a, a lot 
um, um, the sort of the syncretism mostly African religion uh, with um, um, Christianity or, or Christianity or Christian faith. So um, that means they will, as Africans, of course, it means they they think more about Africans or more like Africans than and then Christians. And that means that they will lean more toward the African understanding of, of death and life after death. And especially those who have a strong uh, mixing or strong syncretism. So those who actually do perform ancestral worship and, 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 and uh, different uh, rituals and rites. So those, they will definitely see um, the, the you know, death and life after death uh, through uh, African religion lenses whereas those who have less syncretism that they those who adopt only maybe certain rituals and and, and just a worldview they will uh, lean between um the two or maybe even go toward the biblical understanding uh, of uh, of death and life after that maybe not as explicit and, and as careful but they will have a bit more of that understanding um the second group uh, on the other side which is uh, south african pentecostal uh, charismatic indigenous churches um, they yeah they 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 lean more toward um, um, biblical understanding of um, uh, of 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 death and life after death, but it is more of a hyper view of life in heaven. Um, and uh, the what which song was it? I think it is joyous celebration. I can't remember which number is it. There, there, there are many of them. I think the latest one is joyous celebration twenty five or something like that. But one of the songs there, um, when I downloaded it, was a classic song um, known as or that goes like we will be dancing, uh, we will be marching and dancing with Jesus in the promised land. So basically, this kind of sums and this kind of sum it up. Uh, or the basic understanding uh, in many of the Pentecostal charismatic churches. So it's more like a dancing, you know, Jesus is dancing and having you are dancing together. And of course, we are, we are Africans, we are known for dancing, but we are known for singing for, for, for forever in, in our church services with um, three-minute sermon. But uh, I, I'm not going to um, I'm going to further with that. <laughs> uh, we can talk about it um, in, in another episode. But my point is that uh, we have such, you know, such a, a hap. A, kind of a hyper view of heaven and earth and uh, many um, people um, that's beyond uh, these churches um, but much common in these churches the idea you know, of just floating uh, in the clouds uh, in heaven being raptured you know we're floating around like we see in those movies like well, left behind and, and, and other movies and just floating around and having uh, dancing uh, to music singing with Jesus and all of that but the biblical view or a historical understanding of, of heaven is almost absent it, lack, it, it is lacking it is less taught um, and um, this, if at all uh, in fact um, in many of these churches, um, the, the central focus is on you know the gift, the charisma, the charisma, you know, making it in life here and now, which parallels more to 
uh, the African religion than the Christian faith. But again, this is due to a strong influence of um, the the prosperity gospel um, in these churches. Uh, so, um, but as we conclude this episode, um, the, the the biblical understanding of um, of death and life after death is one that is really offers such um, a solid hope and joy um, that we can um, look forward to with intense, uh, you know, each day, which is supposed to intensify each day, and we look forward to it and with such a long that uh, we you know when we, we read uh, in the scripture we see um, for example in the Old Testament Moses um, couldn't see God of course God says you can't see me and leave and God was, was referring to, uh, to to seeing him as um, he is in himself and therefore of course as I've already said we'll only see God is sent to, to the capacity of what we can receive and this is what we see happening for example in the New Testament um, uh, Jesus um, took uh, Peter, James and John and and they went to the mount of what is known as the mount of uh, transfiguration when uh, jesus uh, was they were on the mountain and um jesus was there and he was trans- transfigured he, his body changed and he kind of the kind of saw a glimpse of his glory of his full splendid glory and that was just a little bit uh, and especially given that they had not received new bodies they were still in the, um, unclorified bodies so but e- even in that Peter's response was, Lord, it is so good for us to be here. And so he wanted like, to just pitch tent is here, that Moses and Elijah, can, we, we, can, we can live here, we, we can be here forever. But um, the, all that was just a foretaste of what was, um, was coming for them. So uh, Peter and, his, and these two guys, they experienced a foretaste of that beatific vision and glorification clothed us give us a new bodies in which uh, we will be able to, to to behold God in his beauty so uh, the beatific vision basically means that we long to see Jesus is coming the judgment the new heaven a new earth and therefore we will have uh, where we go to God where we will basically in the new heaven new earth behold God in his beauty and glory and splendor for eternity Peter Peter experienced it just for few few seconds or minutes um, but then for us it will be forever and uh, for that reason uh, we as the saints um, when uh, we, we read such texts indeed we should cry all together and say come Lord Jesus come quickly so um we have come to the end of this uh, episode and we have closed this this series i i trust and hope that you have learned a thing or a thing or two um about uh, salvation there are a lot of things that we left uncovered but i, I trust and hope that those that we had managed to uh, to cover them that um yeah they 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 gave they gave you some some food of thought to think about some things to talk to think about and to uh, to read about to you know to explore 
uh, basically, uh, but mostly to you know to challenge your faith, to uh, to live each day for God's glory, and uh, in this case for the glorification and a beatific vision of God. We yeah to look forward to God with uh, yeah to that coming of Christ with um, with anticipation and all of our lives. Then when we when when we live our lives in the light of that and goal, we will do by all means to please God now and to enjoy that beatific beatific vision now maybe just a small amount in our fellowship at church with the saints in our prayer and our devotion but we look forward to that full um uh, be uh, the beatific vision uh, of God. So thank you for uh, for tuning into this episode. As I've said, we've come to the end of this episode, and um, I, I trust and hope that you will again um, uh, turn into the next episode. And please do, if you are able to uh, to give uh, different. Um, uh, feedbacks on, on whatever platform you might be using please uh, give some ratings and some feedback that should be very much helpful for me to uh, to know what to uh, to do better and what to not to do and yeah to improve basically uh, the quality and the, uh, uh, yeah, of the podcast so i'm looking forward to the next episode and um until then uh, may may god bless you